Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Jerry, how are you? A pleasant good morning to you, Chris. <laughs> so I, there's two greetings I've got for you today, but I've, I've got to make a disclaimer before I do that. So if you just dialed in, uh, if you're listening to us on a treadmill or a Stairmaster, whatever, wherever the, your choice of uh, torture might be at the gym, uh, or if you happen to be with us live, uh, there's a disclaimer. We may actually not talk about anything recruiting on this call. This is a quick catch up uh, for Jerry and I and for our beards to say hello to one another. Exactly. Exactly. It's been... It's been more than a week, actually, since we've chatted before that, and both of us have been engaged in a number of things. So that's kind of cool. That's true. So, so beard, Jerry's beard. How's how, Jerry's beard? How's Jerry's beard? It's Are good. You? I have. So I, I intend to grow my beard out over the next several months, um, and hopefully, uh, when we go to Burning Man, I can be the full Santa that that uh, I would like to be. I love that. Let me. So, Jerry, is there actually, and forgive the pun, is there a cutoff date for this beard? No, I mean, <laughs> this beard has been on my face since 1969. So, so from that perspective, you know, my children and my wife don't even know <laughs> who I am. He's under the there. Yeah. No, no. So, so I've just decided, though, uh, the only other time that I grew this thing out was when I was in graduate school and working on my master's degree. I, 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 got, uh, I went away for the summer and just lived on a, on a farm, spoke to no one, and just let it grow. So, um, Wait a so minute. this is the only other time that I'm doing that. Wait a minute. How do I not know this story? You went... You went as a clean-shaven young man to a farm. No, I was not clean-shaven. I had already grown my beard, but it was it was re relatively non-ragged, and, and I decided that I I wasn't seeing anybody, I wasn't talking to anybody. The only person I was talking to is myself for two months, and um, and writing every day in a small farmhouse on a on a hill in uh, northern New Hampshire. Yeah, okay, what Same. kind of I need more information here. You can't just say you were you were uh, alone on a farm from I mean, it was. This is misery level. What what were you writing? No, it was a beautiful place. It was you know a little a frame, and um, you know people. There were cows you know on top of the hill. I would get up at, at dawn and go sit with the cows and contemplate my navel, and, uh, and I, I might have had. <laughs> I met, might have had some interesting product with me that would help me get my head into the right frame of mind. Ah, understood. And so this is a, a like a farm farm, like farm at full on farm, functioning farm. Did you have to work there? We just yeah. This was the year before I got married. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. There was a functioning farm on the other side of the hill. Actually, gotcha. Okay. And yeah, then, we don't that, need to go there. This is, a, you know, we get into long stories. We're going to use up that 15 minutes. All right. And so this is, this is the, where the Jerry beard was born though. The, the, the more fuller robust. The fuller beard. Yeah. I, when I came back, I shaved a little bit or, you know, cut it down a little bit, but now, 
I, I thought, you know, I've never really been a, a full Santa, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. And how about you? You you have been creating a a persona, I think, that's a little bit different. <laughs> in keeping the sides a little bit uh, thin, if you will, and uh, or or you know shaved a little bit from that, yeah. you know, and and uh, how long is that going to get? You know, the, I don't have a cutoff date. I did my uh, my partner. She mentioned the other day for the first time she was starting to sort of miss my face. It was <laughs> hidden under here, so this might be the start of eh, it's a little too long uh, from her perspective, but she does like it. I think, or she's doing a good job lying to me about it. <laughs> I figured, you know what? I am, I am 50 this year, right? I'll be 50. I've never done the full, I've always had a little bit of scruff. I've never had the full beard. And I was like, eh, why not? We'll see where it goes. I hit 75 this year. So for, oh, that's right. We have, we each have milestone birthdays this year. Exactly. That, that will make for an interesting burn. It will, it will, because I'll have just had mine and you will just be before you have yours i think uh yeah my birthday is usually right after the burn right after so and mine's just before so i have some fun um i have some fun beard stats that okay I, that I thought were kind of interesting uh did you know that only 33 percent of americans have facial hair at all no and what percentage are women? American males. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Mostly men grow beards. Okay. And that not, I read last night, strangely enough, it popped up. So I'm sure Google and Amazon are listening everywhere, but it popped up in my feed. 98% of Forbes 100 richest men are clean shaven. So oh. I don't... Don't know if we're ever going to make that list. <clears throat> no, no, this is clearly not. <laughs> I will tell you one thing I have, I have figured out, and you, you can back me up on this or you can call bullshit. There is a, you, you know, you see guys riding motorcycles mm -hmm. and they kind of do that, that, low, that low wave to one another. Yeah. I have a Jeep. There is, in fact, a Jeep wave. Mm -hmm. I've noticed. I have, I have been told there is a bald man nod so when men are walking around clean shaven heads and they see each other, there's a, there's a little bit of a nod. Uh, I haven't, I haven't had to pay attention to that. So I'm sure someday I will. Yeah. I'm sure someday. Maybe. Uh, but what I have seen in the last four or five months, there's a beard nod. Oh yeah. Dude, well, okay. How did you not tell me about this? Well, first of all, the bald knot I called I call you know bullshit on. It's it's <laughs> it, you you embrace that with uh, you know a plum, but um, you know you see someone with a a quality beard that they've taken you that you know that they've taken some care with that, and um, and you know you you typically do you know tip your hat or you know make note that you're you're noticing that cool beard. That is a thing. Like I actually, it is a thing. I get more compliments on the beard, and I comment more. Uh, but I get more com comments or, and compliments from dudes uh, than yes. the ladies. Yeah, well, on the beard, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would think so. Don't turn that into something it's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going down that path. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
All right, so I did also, I'll give you another stat. Where was it? Here we go. Shavers, that's what we're going to call them from now on, Jerry. Okay. Those the, the shavers, the non-beard growers. Yes. How many hours do you think they spend in the bathroom in, in their, their lifetime? I have no idea, but I know it's significant. I would say that for me, every few days, um, I might spend a few minutes uh, other than, other than, you know, combing it out or whatever, but, but, uh, you know, in terms of sh shaving the degree to which one shaves to cut your beard properly and your, your, your neck or whatever, that's, that's a few seconds every so often. Yeah. Once it's out, the maintenance is kind of, I mean, there is a ritual, right? That yes. we have to wash it and condition it and you yep. oil in it and the, you know, but apparently, if you shave your beard completely, that that is an additional thirty three hundred hours of your life in the bathroom. Wow, wow! So we've got that back. We we can have adventures. Exactly. We can do other things with that. I did just get speaking of adventures. I did just get back. We were talking about this earlier from um, Alaska. Uh, we went with some dear friends for five days. We did dog mushing. Uh, we did hot springs. We did the uh, Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. Um, a number of things. And I will have to tell you a few things that I did learn. Your beard will freeze solid in seconds at minus 25 degrees. <laughs> solid. It is fun for everybody to then, you know, do their, you, they want to touch it because it, yes, it, it, gets, it gets a little hard there. Yeah. yeah. I also learned, I also learned if you were to put small, um, really thin metal shavings in your beard, it actually acts as a natural compass. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that a little weird. <laughs> All right, that not, might not be true. It, well, you know, it's also something you'd be doing in the middle of freaking nowhere. And, and that would suggest that your mental acuity has, has deteriorated to some degree. It could be. It could be. But it, it does Especially actually... as your beard starts pulling you to the yeah. north. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, does, it doesn't necessarily act as a compass, but you do have a natural inclination to be able to see the closest mountain. You do know which direction to look in because of the beard. <laughs> Never lost. Uh, uh, well, I'm really pleased that you went to Alaska. I think it's great. I had, I had an opportunity to do that 20 years ago, and, and I was so blown away by the the you know alaskan range and all of that sort of thing so oh. i think it's one of the most beautiful sites to be able to see the entire alaskan range with denali right in the middle of it uh, it was phenomenal it's one of the most beautiful things i think i've ever seen uh we brought a um one of us had a gopro a really nice gopro and then i also had a gopro i got one of the the max which is the 360 view uh, because I'm playing with all this VR, you know, you've got the Quest uh, goggles and all the VR stuff. So um, we took it up in a plane, little nine-seater, yeah. and did the Denali flight. And I kind of kind of held it up into the seat in front of us. So if we do it right, um, I can send a link to you and you'll be able to, you'll be sitting in the that passenger seat there on the flight. Yeah, I saw, I saw one thing that you had that you know you could you could go a little bit back and forth on but but uh, i would love to be able to see that from that perspective yeah actually keep panning that you can click and drag that image that i posted it'll go it goes 360 it's anywhere oh it want. does mm -hmm. oh okay yeah cool. pretty pretty cool actually we had a good time we did um 
Have you, did you do dog mushing when you were there? I did not. Uh, my uh, sister-in-law though has done a lot of that. She spent, that's who we went to see. And she had spent 25 years in Alaska um, working on the Alaskan Railroad in a car that that tamped the permafrost below the below the you know the the railroad tracks. And she lived in that car six months out of the year. She oh called it her 20-ton vibrator. I'm just saying. <laughs> well we Speaking of that, we did have an earthquake while we were there. <laughs> uh, yeah, 5.1 earthquake uh, while we were there, which was kind of interesting. But we also saw um, the, the Alaska pipeline. We went to a viewing point to see that. Oh, cool. Very interesting engineering feat. I, I mean, I knew it was a big deal. Yeah, like 75, 77, something like that. I think it was finished, but... Uh, did you know that it's done in a zigzag pattern? You probably already, you're the engineer guy, you know this already, but that it slides, it, it's yeah. on like these skid plates and it will slide across uh, the platforms that it's at in the event of, you know, not only an earthquake, but just, you know, stuff. Yeah, it, it's, it's supposed to be uh, helpful for the permafrost below it, which is a big concern and consideration. But if the permafrost really does um it does unfreeze that shit may sink and so it's going to be interesting there are uh there are rods on the side of the pipes all the way down hundreds of thousands of 127,000 or some weird number uh all the way down that keep that pull earth up i guess or heat up out of the ground to keep the pipe help normalize i guess the temperature regulate the temperature of the pipe Interesting. I did yeah. not know that. And the oil in it now, I think, is over 100 degrees that flows through there. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very vulnerable in in some respects, but you know, obviously, it's a it's a very big big deal. And and the income from that means that if you do live in Alaska on a permanent basis, instead of paying taxes to the state, the state pays you. I didn't know that. Yep, hmm. several thousand dollars per person. So, so if you have a family of three kids and a wife and or your spouse, etc., you are likely making about ten grand from from uh, Alaska each year. Wow, that's crazy. And your you your family member is sort of still there or not there anymore? No, she's now in. <laughs> she came back to uh, Montana. <laughs> because she, she found it a little bit too um, sparsely populated in, in, in where she was. She was in a, a town called Talkeetna, which is 90 miles from Denali. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, again, it's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It was, we did a two and a half hour sort of out and back uh, route, which was pretty great. I think that's fabulous. I think it's it's really a bucket list, and I would recommend it to anyone. Oh. I think the I think going up on those uh, cruise ships is fine. It's a great way to do it if you if you have no other choices. But but going inland, I think, is the most extraordinary way to see Alaska. You, I, so I've now done both. It's funny you say that. So I did a cruise ship, and it was into Anchorage, and it, it was fun and very touristy, but. Very, very different experience in Fairbanks. Agreed. Uh, and I will, I will also say a hat tip or a beard, beard nod uh, to the people who live. They might be the nicest 
people that I have ever visited when I go through a city. Like Fairbanks might just be full of just the nicest. We walked by a shop that was closed and four of us were kind of looking in the window and so, oh, it's a shame they're not open. They should be open. And some woman comes over. She says, well, they're normally they put a sign up and they really should tell you. He's usually back by this time. If you just wait for a little while. And then she was like, do you want me to call? And we're like, you need to call. We're just looking. Just the nicest people across the board. I'm sure. And they can be. Because if you have a problem with any of them, where are you going to go? <laughs> you can't get out without them. Fair point. <laughs> And we did learn you have to uh, you have to run the car for 30 minutes, typically before you can get in it. So there were an awful lot of cars sitting outside restaurants with no one in them that were just running. Just a very odd feeling. <laughs> odd, odd feeling. Yeah. But we learned why very quickly. Yes, I, I'm sure. It's uh, very cool. I love it. We had a great time, and and you just got back, so it's it's literally back. just got back. Yeah. Yeah. No frostbite that I'm aware of. So, but you have a trip. You're so, so, you know, you've got a trip that you're planning. More of a I, you know, and and I keep on saying weather permitting, um, because because two weeks ago we had two feet of snow where my my um, um, where my airstream is docked, and as of uh, last night, uh, there the snow is all gone. So at this moment, on Saturday. Uh, coming up, I will go and get my Airstream, bring it back to my house, prep it for about a 10-day trip. And I'm basically going to go from New Jersey down to Chesapeake, to Charlotte, to Atlanta, to Moultrie, Georgia, to Bonita Springs, to Port St. Lucie, and then come back home. Along the way, I'm meeting up with someone who might buy my Airstream. Oh, which, you know, which is part of the reason. Um, my wife is not not really excited about doing this. She wants to... She <laughs> I was just going to gonna ask. <laughs> but she's, not, she's not coming with me on this trip. She will come with me to Montana to see her sister in May. But on this trip, uh, I'm taking one of my cousins, my 140 cousins, mm-hmm. uh, and a former hippie who's now a little bit younger than me, not much, um, her brother lives in Moultrie, Georgia. So, so we're going to see a couple of our cousins on the way. Um, and, and hopefully have, uh, a couple dinners with, uh, just a couple folks, uh, good wine, good, good conversation, et cetera. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a road trip. It's definitely a road trip. Yeah. How, how many days are you going to be on the road? Uh, we're going to do two to 300 miles a day every day for about, uh, 10 days. All right, we need to make sure we get you some sort of satellite connection that goes. I have, I have, I have a, I have a hotspot. The only place, Moultrie, Georgia, may be the only place where mm, cell may not be as good as it should. But other than that, we are we're near cities, so (laughs) I should be able to communicate. Yeah, you should, you know, take a few pictures and you know enjoy life. So you're head, you're headed down with the truck and the the airstream, and you may yes. end up coming back without the airstream, just the truck. No, no, no. I will come back. I will clean up the airstream, and then he'll come up and take it. And then I'm buying a new truck and a new airstream, an upgrade. <laughs> an up. I'm upgrading so that um, uh, as we move into uh, May and as we move into the future of 
uh, how I want to work, uh, we can, uh, you know, I can do a little few more of these kinds of trips. <laughs> if it weren't so far, I'd say you just airstream that thing to the burn. Listen, I've been inspired by young people who, you know, work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we should be doing. We should be thinking about that periodically in our life. Yeah, you're taking it to, the, you know, our friend Deb McGrath uh, from yes. HR.com literally works anywhere at some of the most magnificent places. Yeah, I was going to say, she also has the resources to yeah. fly there you're, and you're live there. Road, yeah, you're doing the roadshow <laughs> version of that. Yes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, without the skiing. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, we have to work that out. If it weren't for the driving part, I'm sure you'd knock the skiing out. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, it's good to catch up this morning. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Beard, for joining. And you. <laughs> All right. For those of you on, I'm just going to go through the schedule really quick. Coming up February 15th, we have a another uh, live podcast. Our Beards may or may not make an appearance, uh, but we certainly have Russ uh, Gibson, who's the management, um, excuse me, manager of TA over at Quantum. He's going to join us. Uh, we've got a DE&I meeting coming up on February 16th. And then another podcast on February 22nd with a, as a wisdom coach. We're bringing a wisdom coach in. I'm going to let you guess what that means. Uh, but we hope to see you there. And until then, we'll see everybody online uh, at CXR.works. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, CXR.works, Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Career Crossroads, and on Instagram at Career X Roads. We'll catch you next time.